Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today, and I'm the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary goal at Thrive Today is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to your success at work. Well, today we're talking to Jamila Chambers. Jamila is a multifaceted business professional with over 20 years of industry experience whose work has varied in different market segments like grocery, retail grocery, hospitality, agriculture, nonprofit, and also sales. Her corporate tenure has been hallmarked by um, producing results and building field human resource departments for several Fortune 500 companies. Welcome to the podcast, Jamila. Thank you so much, Natalie, and I'm so thrilled to be here and welcome to the Thrive Today community. I'm so excited to share. That's awesome. Well, I just love our Thrive Today magazine, ladies. If you have not gotten into the Thrive Today journal, it comes out every quarter and it's been so, so awesome. Well, you have um, some chock full wisdom for us in your article, and you start out by just talking a little bit about how your daughter helped you learn a very important lesson. I want to just pick right up there and have you tell us a little bit about that. Well, I don't know if any of you have been around toddlers and toddlers are relentless when it comes to promises that their parents and caregivers and loved ones have made to them. Uh, so when my, our youngest daughter, Willow Corinne, was about two or three years old, we could not make her a promise that she did not demand that we kept. And so if it was a play date, uh, time to go for ice cream or do anything that she was absolutely interested in, she would ask us relentlessly, are we going tomorrow? And now that could have been a month from now. Uh, the Disneyland trip could have been weeks from now, but she would relentlessly ask over and over, are we, are we going tomorrow? Are we going tomorrow? Are we going tomorrow? And what I learned from that and part of the premise of that uh, particular article was she just woke up in faith every single day. She woke up in faith because her parents made her a promise that she woke up in anticipation would be kept. And she kept leaning on that promise until tomorrow became today. And I always thought about that lesson wise for me is that if she had that much faith in her earthly parents, how much more so should we have that same faith? How much more so should we have that same uh, firm relying trust on God's promises to us as our loving father, that even though that tomorrow might be a little bit down the road, uh, that it is absolutely coming and we should wake up in anticipation of it uh, and, and earnestly looking for it every single day. Man, I love I love that because it reminds me of like the Hebrews 11 chapter, the chapter of faith. But it makes me wonder, like, why is it so hard for us as humans to wait? Like, even when we do have that promise, when we feel strong that, you know, God has promised this, why is the waiting so hard for us? Oh, man, life shows up, right? And so one thing that's different between our then three-year-old daughter and us is that we understand that there are challenges, that divorce happens, that layoffs happen, that disappointment happens, that illnesses come. And so sometimes when life shows up for us in those really challenging ways, we get a bit distracted by those things as if God's promise has changed because our life circumstances have changed. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is that God has not changed his mind about us. 
even though the situations and circumstances and challenges come to the forefront. Um, but that's that's what gets in the way for us all the time. And it's very hard for us to press through. And that's why I was so encouraged by that in saying that we do have to have that childlike faith. We do have to position ourselves that we're unwavering, even in those moments when, quite frankly, it just gets real. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes it tough. What would you say for you have been some like anchor points thinking about maybe times of or seasons of waiting that that you've been in? I'm wondering like if you've if you've had a particular season that comes to mind where there were some things you anchored on while you were waiting for his promise to come to pass. Wow, you you talked about that uh, uh, Hebrews 11 and and uh, it starts off with that now faith, right? Now, now faith. Um, uh, is the substance. And, and one of the things that's just been tremendous for me in these seasons of waiting and the seasons of waiting for me um, have really come when um, specifically there was some some glimpses of what I saw that God promised me. I saw glimpses of things that were happening, but then life was coming at me so fast that it was hard for me to hold on to what he was saying and what was actually happening. And specifically that that came to me in the, in the sudden uh, a loss of my brothers just some years ago that uh, took me off track with some of the things that I thought I was uh, in my season of doing. I thought I was supposed to start this business. I thought I was supposed to uh, uh, move forward in a particular way in my career. But when he passed away, I had to renegotiate. Mm. The focus became 100% on family. It became 100% on healing. And then it became, well, God, did you show me that just to snatch it? Right. Did you show me that to take it away? And so in the, that moment, uh, that uh, the thing that has been an anchor for me and has kind of really drawn me back is that understanding that my faith requires activity, mm -hmm. that God is not going to meet me standing still. Yeah. And so even though I have been a bit delayed, I understand that even in this moment, there is something that God is trying to get to me. There's a way in which he's trying to mature me. Mm -hmm. There's a way in which that he's trying to allow me to have um, another layer of discernment, of compassion, another layer of, of, of ability to be able to connect in ways I hadn't before. That when the promise shows up, I'm not only ready to receive it, but I'm ready to retain it. Yeah. And so that is the thing that in those moments I held on to. This same daughter that we were talking about, Willow, is now 15 years old. She's taller than me. <laughs> she loves to remind me of that. But I don't let her drive a motor vehicle, right. even though she's taller than me, even though she physically has the capability of doing it because there is a level of maturity that goes along with operating a vehicle that she has yet to uh, uh, achieve. And so I think of that in this moment of waiting in this in this need to be patient mm -hmm. and this need to not forget what God says. I want to give my daughter everything that I've promised her in, in time. And it's the same way for me and it's the same way for all of us. God wants to give us everything that he has promised us in time. And so we, as his children, want to make sure that all of the lessons, all of the interactions, all of the growing up we have to do, 
all of the forgiveness, Natalie, <laughs> that we have to extend to ourselves and to others. Everything that we need to go through to do our individual work, that we're doing that so that when that promise shows up, mm-hmm. we can receive it, we can be grateful for it, and most importantly, we can do what it was designed to do, which is everything we receive, we're designed to give that away to be a blessing to other people, to be in position to bring other folks with us and to, to edify God's kingdom in our everyday walking around lives and do so uh, with his love. And we really want to be ready for that. So being patient is hard, but we're going to be steadfast. Mm-hmm. What I love, <laughs> I love what you did there because you flipped it. You know, you flipped it for us. And I think that's so important when we talk about patience. You know, you're, you, whether you know you did it or not, you know, you're like, hey, I love my daughter, but there's some maturity things that have to be there before she can operate a vehicle or do other things, right? That you know are for her one day and at one time, but maybe not for right now. And that for not for right now is actually for her good. It's for her protection. And I love that you flipped that because it helps us to to remember that when God does give us a promise, it might be five months, it might be five years, but trusting that no matter whether it is five months or five years, like you're saying, when we get there, it's for our good and understanding that we've reached a level of maturity to be able to to handle it. And I, I, I love that because it's it's not from the standpoint of me, me, me. It's from the standpoint of he's good, he's faithful, and when you're ready, he will provide it. And I, I just... I love that different perspective on waiting. I don't know if I've, I've if I've heard people kind of articulate it that way, and I, re- I really, really like that aspect of looking at, at it that way. Absolutely. And and the other part about uh, about the waiting is uh, we get so distracted now in this season. We see other people right looking over the fence a little bit on someone else's curated social media feed. Or looking at someone else's accomplishments and we kind of think, oh, goodness, I should be further along. It's so hard to stay focused on what God is doing for us uh, individually and through us individually when there's all of these other uh, uh, points of comparison out there. And I would have to say that's another big thing that uh, that I drive home so often and I encourage folks to see beyond is that. We need to to say and do whatever he tells us to do. Um, uh, before uh, Jesus performed his very first miracle, his mother said to the servants at a wedding, "Listen, whatever he says for you to do, do it. Whatever, whatever he says for you to do." Yeah, and it's so interesting. Even when we focus on that, he's telling you and I something independently to do. He's telling our neighbors and our family members something independently to do. So whatever he says for you to do, that's for you to do. And and we need to hold on to that, that uniquely he has given us an assignment. And so some of that comparison or thinking we've missed it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what God has said to us individually. And so uh, that's another thing in that waiting season. Remember, he's giving you something to do and it's different than anyone else yes and so you know i think i think that's so spot on because um when we you know it's it's like an object right when you're driving down the road if you focus on that object you'll find that you start to drive towards that object 
And so versus staying focused on where you're called to go, what you're called to do. And I think that so often is is the place that we are robbed is in in our ability to stay focused on what God's called us to do. We get so busy focusing on what's going on in the other lane or what's going on over there. And I think that's such an important kind of reference point for us as women, as leaders, as women in business and in ministry to think about what we're thinking about, right? To think about what we're focused on because what we focus on is gonna determine um, what what we receive in our life. And so when we're focused on the wrong things, when we're focused on someone else's lane, we are not doing what we're called to do in our lane. And I think it's such an important thing for us to think about as women. Absolutely, absolutely. My uh, my husband, Rufus, is a, is a car aficionado. Um, and we have a 1964 uh, Chevy pickup truck that stays in the garage. It's an it's an old school. He's had it uh, rebuilt and 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 done all of those things. And uh, we also have other vehicles that we have as daily drivers. And all of those vehicles have four tires, an engine, uh, a windshield. They are uh, fundamentally at their structure the same. Mm-hmm. But as the owner we decide how each one of those vehicles is going to be used and when they're used and when they're driven and how. And in the same way that uh, we own those vehicles, you and I have been bought and purchased with a price. You and I have turned our lives over to an owner. Mm -hmm. And you and I, in the individual vehicles of our life, need to walk out our purpose with his intent right? We need to check the owner's manual for our individual lives. And so although all of us are similar, right? And being women and women in business and women in ministry and and might have these really uh, great points of intersection, um, because we belong to him, he has decided what our kingdom assignment should be. And each of us have such a significant role uh, to play in our families, in our communities, in places and spaces that we touch. And the vehicle of our lives is determined by him. And so our purpose is never diluted, even though another vehicle goes faster. That that truck I talked about stays in the garage. But honey, when it comes out, every head turns, right? <laughs> so even if you are a vehicle that is only driven in the summer on special occasions, or if you are the daily driver, no matter how God uses the vehicle of our life, it's just so important that we understand that it is because of his purpose and his calling and the way in which he wants to use us. And and so when we stay focused on that, we can't lose, right? Uh, our purpose is set and assured. That's, that's such a cool analogy, a way to think about that. And to, it, it almost reminds me of um, in the Bible where he talks about the different types of jars, right, that are made, some for noble, some for ignoble, but God makes all that, you know, he's the one that provides the, the use and, and our job is to be faithful with how we're asked to walk that out. Talk a little bit, because you talk in your article about this whole idea of having no concept of time, um, which I personally struggle with because I love knowing what time it is, being on time, all the time things. So talk a little bit about about time and having absolutely no concept. And and the, the article, for those of you that have not gone and, and, and read it yet, it's called, It's Too Early to Say It's Too Late. It's too early to say it's too late. Anytime we feel like we have gotten to the end of our rope, we still have breath. We still have faculty. We still have ability. God still woke us up every single morning. We get an opportunity to do this. And so it's always too early to say it's beyond me to be able to do. But what happens, right, 
in the midst of God's promise and the manifestation of that promise or God's um, uh, speaking the word and us actually seeing it is all the things we've talked about before. But remember, he's the God of all eternity. So, right, for him, one minute's like a thousand years and a thousand years. So for him, our concept of time, that doesn't, that doesn't connect with him in the same way. He's looking at our life in its totality. So for us, it is important for us to do what we talked about doing a little bit earlier, which is staying focused on actively growing, maturing, understanding that God is in the middle of processing us and not looking at our watch. He's not concerned about our watch. He's not concerned about the calendar page turning to determine when he wants to do something in our lives. There's a difference between speed and timing. Yeah. We tend to read about yeah, say more on that, the difference between <laughs> speed and timing. Like I, I need more on that. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we tend to be worried about speed. Yeah. That's us looking at our watch and the calendar page turning. And I'm a big, I'm a big life planner, old school planner kind of person. And, and I love to document and plan. That's us worrying about the speed. But God's timing mm-hmm. is different than speed. And so God's timing has all of the factors in place that have to do, again, not only with our maturity and us being in position, but also has to do with the timing in which he needs that gift to be used for the benefit of other people. And so you and I have been in this business for a very long time, but we are just talking to each other today because there is someone that right now needs to hear you and I have this conversation and needs this particular message. And so we could have had this conversation, Natalie, a year ago. We could have had this conversation two years ago, but the timing is now because it's a combination of the intersection of what you and I had to individually grow and mature Mm -hmm. (laughs) and develop into, but not only for the benefit of us having this conversation between the two of us, but for the folks that are listening and for the folks that are watching, for the people whose lives are going to be changed. And so having that no concept of time is not about us not being a good steward over it, right? We have to be a good steward over it. We, we, we have to, you know, govern ourselves. We have to make sure that we're, we're getting up every day intentional. That's, what, that's not what that's about, but it's about making that distinction between speed and when we want it to happen or when we think we want it to happen and God's timing. And don't you know every time God's timing is right, we say, I'm so glad I didn't do this a minute sooner. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so glad. I'm so, you know what? I If I would have gotten it any other time, I wouldn't have been a good steward over it. I wouldn't have known how to handle it. It's one thing to, again, hold on to something, but it's another thing to know how to be a steward over something. And we have to learn how to steward what he has given us. And that's something altogether different. That's so good. I even think about you know, as you're talking about that, there's so many examples of that that are coming to my mind. I even think about times where I went for a job and I didn't get it. And I was I was not a good loser. I was so upset about it and so frustrated. And I remember kind of just having this angry conversation with God about it. And I ended up moving to a different role, not the one I, I went for, a different one. And then a year later, I got the job that I wanted. The person vacated the job after a year. 
and the job was completely different in a year. It was better a year later than it would have been if I had taken it a year before. And I probably would have left too if I was doing what she was doing. And so, and she liked the job so much that when I left the job, she came back to it and did it again. So, you know, it's just the timing. It's, it's what you're talking about. It's the timing. And so we have to trust that if something is not happening, it's not as timing. It's not that, you know, it could be other things too, but but the timing part I think is so, so, so important. I would love for you to just leave us with a final thought for our ladies. Wow, final thought. Um, uh, I have to, number one, be as grateful for open doors as you are for closed doors, uh, or, or be as grateful for closed doors as you are for open doors. You were talking about, and we were talking about that timing conversation about when we walk through that door and we celebrate getting the job, but sometimes we uh, uh, are very disappointed when those doors close. Mm -hmm. Understand that he is the author and finisher of everything that we do. So if that door is closed, it is because we have something better, Yeah, because the timing might not be right, or there might be a third alternative that we didn't even consider mm -hmm. that he wants to get to us. So trust in that. And the other thing that I want all of our listeners to just be um, so mindful of is that you didn't find us by accident today, okay. that this conversation is absolutely for you. And if you are thinking about letting all of life circumstances, all of the things, even the things you don't utter aloud, get in the way of God's promise, realize that he has not changed his mind mm -hmm. about anything concerning you and that his promise and his word to you is yes and amen. So walk forward and be confident in understanding that it is absolutely always too soon um, to say it's too late. I love that final thought. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Absolutely. I am so hard to find. I'm on all social media platforms at Jamila Chambers. So you can connect with me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter, on TikTok, also at Jamila Chambers. So I look forward to just connecting with all of you. And Natalie, certainly appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. This was just such a treat. Absolutely made my day. Oh, thank you. It was amazing to talk to you. And you're so encouraging. And you have such a kind and gentle spirit as you encourage. And I just love that about you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining the Thrive Today podcast. Be sure to follow, share, and subscribe on all of your social media platforms and tell other women about this podcast. If you haven't taken the time to get into community, ladies, I want to ask you, what are you waiting for? Head over to thrivetoday.com and find out more about our membership. You get all of the amazing perks that we've talked about before, um, including our quarterly journal, and you also get a curated box to your door quarterly. We can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to thrive.